From 2004 to 2009, I was a personal trainer. I worked at different places like YMCA and Gold's Gym. I did personal training in Lynchburg and throughout the Richmond area. There was one particular area in the Richmond area that was a wealthy neighborhood. I did personal training for private contractors and they had clients that were really wealthy. I remember a client was advising me because at the time as a personal trainer, I was thinking about getting into management and possibly owning my own club. Well, anyhow, this client gave me advice about this book. It's called The 48 Laws of Power, written by Robert Greene. To those that don't know who Robert Greene is, Robert Greene is a secular author, and the things that he says is really secular. So, right now, I would not advise any born-again Christian to pick up any of his materials because it's just a waste of time and especially if you're just born again you could start filling your minds and thoughts with worldly ideas that could lead you astray so i definitely would not pick up any book written by robert green why am i talking about robert green's books well this is something that i did in the past where i was an immature christian i was still grown in my faith and if I was mature the way that I am now then most likely back then I would have not picked up Robert Greene's book 48 Laws of Power. Well there's always one particular story that always stuck with me. Now the way he wrote was he took events from history. He would write he would share what happens, and then he would commentate off of it to explain why he's sharing with his readers. Well, I can't remember particularly when this time period was because I don't really care, but it's going to take to what I want to share with you guys here over on the Revelation Podcast. Well, there was a story about Spanish conquerors. And this might have been like in the 1500s or 1600s. This was during the time when Europe was colonizing South America, Central America, and North America. Well, there's these Spanish conquestors. And they were sailing to Mexico to find gold. They go to Mexico. And they are really in a tough climate. The weather's really nasty. There's nasty insects and creatures all around. And the captain that led these guys knew that these guys wanted to go back to Spain. Because they were in a very dangerous environment. They were not in a place that we're very familiar with. The jungle intimidated them. And it just felt like death all around. So they want to go back to Spain. Well, while everybody was sleeping in camp, the captain burned the boats down. He burned the boats down. So when the guys woke up and saw the boats being burned down, they were about to kill the captain. And, so, and the captain said to them that, okay, fine. You guys can kill me, that's fine, but you guys are still going to be here and you're going to die 
Anyways, now I know we can get that gold. We could defeat the Aztecs. So we only have one choice. Yesterday you had a choice of going back. But now the boats have burned and there's no going back. So it's just going forward. Well, that's the story. About that story, I always remember the phrase, burn the boats down. As if, like, there's no returning. Well, these men did get the gold. And they still died. They perished. They would either die in the jungle, they would die going back, or if they didn't make it back, then they would eventually die. And if they did get the gold, they would still die. Either way, they would have died. Now, the point that Robert Greene wanted to make was that when we set our sight for worldly treasure, we have to move forward. We have to make our minds and go forward to get that worldly treasure. And burning the boats back, burning the boats down means that there is no stepping back and there is no return. That was his whole entire point. As I look at that story as a born-again Christian, I see that those men would still have died either way. They would have died with the treasure. Eventually, that treasure would have rotten away. Well, it did rotten away. It collected dust, and some way and somehow, someone else that found it possesses it. And the person that possesses that treasure will eventually die. As born-again Christians, we have to see beyond this world. We have to see things beyond it. Yes, when we are born again, we say yes to Christ. We commit ourselves to the narrow way. That's the way we commit it to. Now, Christ will not hold us hostage if we decide we don't long longer want to take the narrow path. He'll let us go the same way that he let the rich young ruler go. Now, the verse that I want to share from is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. And Matthew chapter 6 is part of the Sermon on the Mount. He says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your heart at? Is your heart still like the Spanish conquestors, where they were after the things of this world, and even though they did get it, they still died? Or is your treasure laid up in heaven? When our treasure is laid up in heaven, that should encourage us to move forward with Christ and not return to our old way of life. Therefore, instead of laying treasures in this world, let us lay up treasures in heaven. Amen.